So <laughs> it's my first time doing anything like this. So it's kind of awkward for me to kind of talk to no one. Um, I'm, I'm a talker, so I can definitely talk. But this is the first time I've... <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I talk to myself a lot. Um, well, welcome. This is Diary of the Brokenhearted. Um, I know I sound kind of cheery for someone who's going to be talking about a broken heart, <laughs> but, um, there's a lot I gotta say. Um, you know, sometimes all you can really do is laugh because some stuff kind of suck a little too much, um, that you just don't want to walk around sad all the time. Um, as someone who's dealt with depression and anxiety, um, for a couple years, it's, exhausting. It's actually very mentally, physically, emotionally exhausting um, to be walking around, you know, feeling like you're the party pooper. You're the one ruining the mood or the vibe, like, you know, like people in this generation say. Um, clearly, I'm a millennial, so I don't, I don't even, you know, subscribe to that kind of stuff, but it, it's, <laughs> it's a little weird for me. Um, I'm going to get over the nerves eventually, and I'm going to figure out this mic thing so I don't blow your ears off. Um, but welcome. Welcome to my mind, which is very scattered and very um, all over the place. Um, but just so you get to know me, I am Jennifer, and I decided to do this whole podcast thing because um, I thought, why not have a... Um, way to process my way of thinking um <laughs> talking to myself um don't worry i i have a therapist um so <laughs> this is not just something that's uh being talked to on my own but it is something that's being processed and i just felt like other people should be a part of this journey of me of well not of me necessarily processing but just processing in general um, I feel like anything that I may process personally can be actually quite helpful for someone else um, that's listening. So why not share? Um, well, uh, this episode, I actually decided to title it Where is Home? And as a true type one in the Enneagram, I decided to uh, write out a script for myself so that I don't go completely on a tangent, even though I don't promise anything. I will most likely go on a tangent. I am a teacher by trade, so I will definitely go on a tangent. Um, but there is a specific topic that's been on my heart a lot, and I've been wanting to talk about it for a little while now. I don't know how long this episode is going to be, especially because I'm talking to myself, but um, Definitely, it's a topic that's been on my heart for a little while, and like I said, it's titled Where is Home? Um, as someone who has struggled to feel like I fit in anywhere, um, this has been a question on my mind constantly. Um, I have <laughs> talked to friends about this. I've talked to family about this. I've lived in um, in California for a while felt like that was home for me, um, even spiritually. Um, yes, I will talk about that. Um, I am, just so you're aware, and there is a disclaimer, I am a Christian, 
not the judgmental, I will hit you with a Bible Christian, <laughs> but the, um, I love you because you are a walking piece of God's heart on this earth. So not to sound like a hippie, but I do believe that everyone represents a side of his face and everyone represents a piece of his heart. So I will try my absolute very best, um, to not be, um, judgmental, you can say, because I am a perfectionist to myself. So that tends to gravitate towards others. Um, but I have been working on that, which I am a recovering perfectionist. I'm kind of proud of myself for that. So this is something I wanted to talk about. Um, for so many years, people have used the word prodigal as a very demeaning term. Um, and it's bothered me a lot because I know I'm going to go into Bible. I'm sorry for anybody that doesn't believe in this, but biblically speaking, um, the prodigal is a son that kind of, you know, leaves home and does whatever he wants and then eventually comes back and the father accepts him. And a lot of the times our world or more like the Christian world, um, and the church world uses the term prodigal, um, to kind of create a hierarchy to at some point actually make it seem like people who are prodigals are less than the ones that are in the church, which funny enough, that's how the brother felt when, <laughs> when he came back. So the church has pretty much become the big brother. Weird how that sounds. Cause even in our world, big brothers, that who watches over the watching eye. So, you know, I feel like the church has definitely become like a big brother in a sense, um, judging everything that anyone outside of the four walls does, um, pointing fingers at anything that anyone on the outside does when that was not necessarily our job. So actually, let me stick to script before I <laughs> to my script before I go on very interesting tangents. Um, so what's been on my heart is that I wanted to speak to those that have been considered to be prodigals. First of all, don't like that word. I don't want to use it in a demeaning term. I want to use it more of like a, someone who's been searching for a home and has had a difficult time finding it and had to leave their physical homes or the homes that were built for them when they were in their childhoods um, to find something that feels like home. So um, I want to specifically talk about those that came back home to their physical home. Let's say you came back home to your friends, to your family, um, a spouse or whatnot. You came back to them, but you were too broken being home because you felt that you couldn't live up to the version of yourself that um, they knew that no longer actually exists. So you left again. And I want to speak to that kind of person. If that's you, then that's who I'm speaking to. <laughs> and so if going back home was way too painful for you because people expected you to be the old version of them of yourself that they knew for so long. First of all, I want to apologize. I, I know it's not the same 
as them apologizing, but I want to apologize. I want to apologize because I've I've done that before. I've been that person that's expected those I love to be versions of themselves they used to be but are no longer are. And I want to say I'm sorry. I want to apologize to anyone that feels that way because it's unfair for us to believe that you should go back into, like, clothe yourself back into an old version of yourself that no longer exists. It's it's very arrogant and disheartening that as Christians, we think that people coming back to the church means they can go back into wearing those robes that they used to wear one day, uh, that they used to wear at a time, that they can just go back into their old bodies and everything will be perfectly fine. And honestly, that's not the case and that's not it. You cannot be expected to be the person you used to be because that version of you is dead. It's gone. It's over with. You've become a completely different person. Your experiences outside of the four walls of what you used to call home have shaped you, have created you into someone else. So it's completely unfair for those of us that are the big brother that are inside the house to expect you to be, you know, the same the same, like the same version of yourself. It's unfair for any of us inside the house. So we can't pull the whole wall. I stayed. So I'm allowed to judge you because I stayed. (laughs) That's completely unfair. And that's completely not God's heart for his children at all. Because again, to reiterate a verse that gets said a lot is that he goes out for that one lost sheep and leaves the 99 behind. Therefore, Jesus himself doesn't stay in the four walls. Why do we? You know? (laughs) So like I said, like the word prodigal has become pretty derogatory in our community and it has a hierarchy to it, making people feel like they're better than others just because they stayed, you know? And again, that's the whole big brother thing. It's like, I stayed, so I deserve better than the person that left. When in reality... When someone comes back to the feet of Christ, when someone comes back home, they have to relearn who they are. They have to relearn or or become something new based on their experiences, based on who they are were, who they are, who they're going to become. You cannot expect someone to leave home, gain a whole bunch of experiences, and come back home exactly the same. It's not possible. And unfortunately, those of us in the in the Christian community tend to label people like that rebellious when in reality, what are you do still doing inside the four walls? When you were called to make disciples of all nations and all tongues and all people, which means they're outside of the four walls. But I'm not going to go there. (laughs) So if you're listening and you are someone who left home, 
and felt like you had to leave home again because home felt like such a demeaning, such an uncomfortable space, a place where you just you just couldn't you just couldn't be your new authentic self. Then I would love to speak some things over you and remind you that you are not who you once were. You cannot come home and be expected to be the version of you you were before you left home. You have come back, but as a different person. The father plays the robe on you, not the corpse of your old self. The father places a new identity. He places the best on you, not your old self. He doesn't place, place, let's say, for example, you were someone who was so involved in ministry or you were someone who was so involved in your church, in, in serving God, and you were always like on fire for God and just running for God and all that kind of stuff. And then life happened. <laughs> Literally, guys, life happens. We are human beings. We will crash. We will go through hard things. The Bible literally says that we will suffer with him for the cause of Christ. We are going to suffer. There's no such thing as, no, because I'm doing everything right. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to have issues. I'm not going to question. That is a lie. <laughs> so don't even go there. But anyways, you know, like the father has placed a brand new robe over you. And the thing is, it's the father that placed it. Not some random person from your church, not your family, not your friends. So your journey and your process into self-discovery again is between you and God. Yes, he'll use community. Yes, he'll use, you know, people to push you forward and help you and just be there with you and all that kind of stuff. He'll help you do that, definitely. He'll add people to that. But if the pressure feels like it's too much and people are expecting you to be a version of yourself that you're no longer then you need to just go straight to him for who you are straight to him for identity so again that version of you is dead and god wants to create a whole new being and um i would love to do some declarations um, if any of you that are listening don't know what declarations are, it's pretty much like affirmations, which is what our world calls affirmations. Um, so if you could place your hand on your heart, I know this is going to sound really weird and this is the first episode and I probably sound like a total hippie to some of you, but it's totally fine. <laughs> um, whoever needs to listen will listen, you know, so place your hand on your heart and just... You could repeat these if you like, or just let me speak them over you. You were not meant to be who others want you to be. You were not meant to come home to put on a performance for others to believe that you truly want change in your life. Let me say that one again. You were not meant to come home to put on a performance for others to believe that you truly want change in your life. One massive issue I have 
that I've done myself is that I've expected people who are in a healing process to completely act like a completely different person in like weeks. (laughs) And it doesn't work that way. And especially because they're not meant to be versions that I create. Again, still speaking over your heart, you have come home to find a safe space. And I hope and I pray and declare that you will find a safe place when you come home. Listen to who God says you are. What does he call you? What is his Rema word about you? Again, not what people have to say. What is God saying about you? And remember, God doesn't sit there calling you by your sin or calling you by your mistakes or calling you by what you lack. He calls you by name. He calls you his. And he calls you loved and a crown in his hand. So ask him If you take a moment right now, also, you can literally ask, Holy Spirit, what do you call me? Who do you say I am? And honestly, I believe that he will answer. And my last declaration, just like the father puts his best robe and his own ring on his son, therefore, allow God to place his identity on you. Allow God to be the one to do so. And to the parents of the prodigals, (laughs) to the parents that are praying for their children, that are friends that are fighting for their friends or siblings, God has them. (laughs) God has them. He sees them. He will heal them. He will restore them. And he will give you peace for your mourning. If you've been mourning for someone who you've been fighting for, who you love, and you wish was walking in the will of God, I speak over you as I speak over myself. Yes, there's going to be crying in these episodes. (laughs) God has them. God is not a man to lie. And whatever he's spoken over their lives will come to pass. You just have to keep fighting. And don't forget yourself. Because the problem is, many people that are praying for prodigals lose their own salvations in the process. The word of God talks about not losing your salvation for other people. Because you're trying to save the world. It's not your job to save the world. He already did. So I bless you, I love you, and I hope after hearing this, you stick around with me and you are willing to listen to another episode after. I have so much to talk about, so much to get into, and I hope that you stick around with me. There is so much to unpack about our hearts, about healing, and about becoming who we're meant to be. So thank you for listening to the Diary of the Brokenhearted.
Bye.